0: I'm Brenna, a certified sex expert and sex coach who is passionate about human sexuality, female empowerment, and helping people develop the sex life of their dreams.
1: I'm Brian, certified relationship coach, eager to share my unique relationship experiences along with a rich history of sexuality to coach you through your personal journey.
0: And you're listening to Sex on Your Terms. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that we have had a lot of requests to talk more about and I think is obviously very pertinent to our current journey, Brian's current journey for sure. Which is the idea of dealing with different types of men, different types of sexuality, and also different levels of comfort in terms of expressing your sexuality as a man. And I think it's going to be a very enlightening conversation with Brian, who obviously is a pansexual man himself and interacts with straight men on my account, and partnered men, and bisexual men, and gay men, and everything in between. So we're going to have that discussion today. First, I want to talk about what I think is a very pertinent topic right now which is we talk a lot about representation of lgbtq plus individuals in the media and how obviously we've come a really long way in that hopefully we start to see that also happen with poly and non-monogamous characters portrayed in media in ways that aren't you know them being complete degenerates or or bad people or something like that good solid representations of non-monogamous people but i love the lgbtq characters are being portrayed in these awesome new ways and one of the ways that has been most surprising to people and it's outlined in an article from buzzfeed talks about the marvel universe and in the superhero world how all of a sudden we have all of these non-straight characters coming out and how that's kind of revolutionary especially considering a genre that is mostly for men
1: yeah i mean I am not a, you know, a comic book guy. I don't really do the Marvel stuff. I don't like the fantastical stuff. But, you know, growing up as a kid, you've, you know, you got Superman, right? And Batman and all those things. And it was very supposed to be this masculine kind of energy. I remember watching the original Batman, right? And, you know, Adam West obviously was the original Batman. And the TV show. And they were constantly having these battles with the bad guy. It was very much the fight scenes and the... You know, just this masculine kind of energy and, you know, of course, Superman being Clark Kent during the day and chasing Lois Lane and those things. I never considered the idea that there would be such a thing. You know, it never really occurred to me.
0: Well, I don't think a lot of people did, which is why this has been kind of a surprising revelation that Marvel Comics has outwardly expressed interest in having LGBTQ plus representation in their movies. Yeah,
1: why not? It's time, I mean, it's about time, right?
0: Not only that, but we were also reading that, and this isn't talked about in this article, but I love this because we're huge Deadpool fans. You mentioned oh, yeah. you don't like the comic book movies, but we love the Deadpool movies. Yeah, well, to put
1: it into perspective, I didn't watch the original Deadpool movie until last year when you made me watch it. Yeah. Because you're like, you're going to like this, you're going to like it. Because I'm a fan of Ryan Reynolds, but I don't like... The super, I don't, I just don't like that stuff. That's not at all what that movie is. It was fucking hilarious. And so, yeah, it was, it definitely changed my outlook on some of that stuff.
0: And so we were reading this article where Ryan Reynolds was supposedly petitioning that in Deadpool 3, which is currently under production, he comes out as a bisexual man. Which I
1: think would be a fucking riot. It would be, a, it would be hilarious.
0: It'd be awesome. I mean,
1: it's already funny. It's, it, it, you know, it would be
0: very fitting with his character for those of you who have seen the movies.
1: Abso-fucking-lutely it would be. And I don't think anyone could pull it off better. It would have been fucking great.
0: So I don't think that actually happened, but they have had other Marvel characters coming out and the article talks about them. Once again, I'm not going to name them because that's not the point of this discussion. The point is I like that representation of the LGBTQ plus community is being seen in places where it never had been before, right? There was a lot of artistic films coming out, more indie films coming out where you saw a lot of that. You saw a lot of very healthy uh, relationships between same-sex couples, for example. I think even now, now we're starting to see throuple type interactions in those types of films. But now to see outwardly bisexual or gay characters in something that is so widely consumed. I mean, Marvel comic movies are just yeah. huge, obviously, like the biggest thing on the planet. So to see it in that environment is very inspirational. And I think it's proof that we're moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah. The idea that it's more mainstream, that it's something mainstream now, right? It's going to be in a mainstream production. You know, a a character other than heterosexual as a superhero.
0: And they're not concerned about it being some sort of horrible backlash. I think there were a lot of movies. I was reading this article a few months ago that was talking about movies that had outwardly gay characters in previous times. And they literally had to write out those characters because when they would do screenings or like pre-screenings and asking people's opinions on things, there would be all this backlash from people about the gay or non-straight character.
1: Yeah, and, it, and listen, it's about time, right? I mean, who, who are we kidding? It's
0: 2021.
1: Yeah, come on, people. Let, let's have some gay superheroes. Let's, let's get with let's the stop, times. Let's stop fucking around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, I think it's great. I, I'm looking for those, I will watch because that's not the norm, right? That's going to be different. I'm interested to see what that's like.
0: So stay tuned for that. And hopefully, like I said, we'll continue to see that spiral off into other directions in terms of non monogamous characters also being portrayed in similar ways.
1: Yeah, I think it's a direction of things. And it's going to be different. I mean, how many times are you going to remake a superhero movie, right? Or you're going to create new superhero characters. Let's change it up, folks.
0: Agreed. So as mentioned, we are kind of talking about something along a similar vein today, which is, you know, male sexuality in general and really your experiences with different types of men. I don't want to say different types of men, but men who identify in different ways and kind of your preferences and the things that you're learning about who you want to connect with in this world. I think it's an important conversation for a couple of reasons. First of all, like I mentioned, when you, Brian, came out as pansexual, originally you came out as bisexual and then pansexual, we started receiving so many messages from people thanking you for doing that, but also just sincerely curious about the ways that you're navigating that world and, you know, how you're kind of making sense of it, given that it's something still that's fairly new to you, given that you're 51 years old.
1: Well, what I get a lot of times in my, you know, from my personal email, people reach out directly to me or they reach out to us, but obviously addressed to me specifically is the idea, as you mentioned that, yeah, I'm a 51 year old guy who has in the past couple of years or year and a half or so have come out as anything other than heterosexual, and you know how to deal with that. And most of the interaction that I'm having is from guys in a similar situation to me, or to some degree, they're about my age, they have a little bit of confusion about where they land sexually, but they don't really know how to express it, they're partnered probably for, for the most part, and are concerned about how they're going to be perceived by not just their partners and their family and friends, but by society in general. It's a little bit different from me, and, and I express that to them very clearly. The, different, the biggest difference is I don't give a fuck what you think. Right. I mean, it truly is. And I've been that way for my most of my life. I never really cared what people thought of me long before I came out as other than heterosexual. So for me, it's always been easy. And so when I say I don't give a fuck, I truly do not.
0: Yeah, but that being said, I do think that there was some trepidation in telling me.
1: Well, yes, because... Because not... you
0: care what I think. You don't care what other right. people think. But as your partner, I think that you did care what I thought.
1: Well, yeah, and let me be clear. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what friends think. Because if you're my friend, it shouldn't matter. Right. I don't care what family thinks. I don't because I'm not concerned about it. The people who are my family don't care. Right. They're 100% supportive. And then, of course, there's you. You're the one that matters the most because you are the most affected by those decisions anyway. Right. But outside of that, I do not care. Yeah. So my concern for you wasn't just that I didn't think you were going to be in any way judgmental. I didn't think there was going to be any pushback. I was concerned about how my sexuality was going to affect you in the space of ethical non-monogamy. More importantly, the swinger space, the quote-unquote swinger space, and I'm using air quotes here.
0: That we would lose out on opportunities because of you being outwardly pansexual. Not
1: that I would lose out on anything, that you would lose out. And the truth of the matter is... Once again If you're not interested in us And we've had this happen many times And we've talked to many couples who are just like us Where the male portion of that couple For example isn't heterosexual They get pushback And it's like oh no we don't play with men who are bisexual We don't play with couples where the man is bisexual Cool go do you We don't fucking care And I don't want to hang out with you anyway Right. So the truth is I was more concerned About how you were going to be affected In the space and the opportunities you were going to miss out on that right. that was really my biggest concern and and much like me you're not interested in associating with those folks. No. So it's not a problem.
0: Yeah, and it's really interesting. I think experience, the most frequent types of experiences that we have with that are people, it's usually online. You know, I'm in oh, yeah. several swinger groups on Facebook, for example, and this topic comes up all the time. Male bisexuality and the lifestyle is kind of this hot button topic that nobody's really talking about. They'll bring it up as like a thread and people argue about it. But like the intricacies of it and the reasons for like this underlying a home phobia or biphobia is they're they're not addressed directly no. so what often what you'll see is someone will post like hey do you guys if you're a straight couple do you play with bisexual men and of course 90% of the people are saying no 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 we would never do that you know we don't want bi uh, male-on-male contact and I instantly know those aren't our people right They're allowed to have their opinions. In my opinion, it's biphobia, and you should really work on that and become a better person. But those aren't our people, and I'm okay with having a smaller pool of people that actually make sense for us.
1: Well, and that's just it. So eventually we got to the point where I stopped doing that, obviously. Uh, I am openly bisexual, pansexual, whatever the option is on whatever site we're on. Originally, I was on there straight for that reason. We didn't want, I didn't want it to affect your environment in terms of play. Well, of course, as we just stated, we don't want to be associated with those folks anyway. We certainly don't want to be, you know, we don't want to play with you. But there's a bigger piece of that. And you mentioned it. There's always a thread somewhere where people are going to go back and forth with this, right? And of course, online, I think it's a little bit more, people are a little bit more vocal or, you know, they're a little bit more active. Of course,
0: keyboard warriors
1: always. However, even online, as it is in person, there are always those folks that walk a line, they walk a fine line, right? They don't want to offend and, you know, they don't want to offend either side kind of thing. I have a problem with that. And my voice, hopefully, to the guys that reach out to me, particularly because of this topic, my answer is pretty simple. I'm disappointed in myself for not having done earlier what we now do on our profiles and just simply stating That I am not heterosexual Because the truth of the matter is And we had this conversation digitally with a couple Who was kind of shitty about me being bi After they were communicating with you About us meeting them Of course they went back finally And read the fucking bio properly And realized it My thing is simple If you are a couple A couple particularly In the space of swinging The swinger centric space And you have been such For any length of time A year, two years, three years I don't care 14, 15 years particularly, if you think there has been a time where you have played with a couple and you were not in the presence of a male who was not straight, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Because you have been. The simple fact is you didn't know because they didn't tell you. And guys who aren't straight aren't fucking attracted to every guy.
0: Yeah, but let's break down why that happens. For the exact reason that you didn't want to be bisexual on our profiles, you thought that even though you, at at that point, you had expressed to me that you were not 100% straight and you were very curious about, you know, bisexuality and, and being with men and all of those different types of things, you didn't want to put it out there because if you are presenting yourself as bisexual to someone else, there's the possibility of the stigma coming through and them not wanting to play with you as a result of that people shouldn't have to hide who they are they should right. be able to be on there and be exactly who they are and the fact that they're constantly scared of the judgment is such a problem in this space I do, I want to shift gears a little bit because this is not what this episode was supposed to be about I want to talk about your interactions with these guys yeah. because I think the other thing that we get a lot of questions about from people is I, I earnestly am bi-curious or I'm bisexual I know this to be the case but it can be really confusing to navigate these waters whether you're in the world of swinging or not
1: no for sure and and a lot of the guys that that correspond with me are not ethically non-monogamous they're typically someone who is married has been for a period of time has never identified as anything other than heterosexual to anyone but is now at a point in their life they're in their 40s their 50s even in their 60s they know they're not heterosexual they don't know how to open up that line of communication with their partner particularly let alone family and friends and Coworkers or whatever. And what is the ramification of that? And of course, it's different for everybody. And, and I try to be very thoughtful in my response to the folks and sympathetic to the folks or empathetic to the folks that are in that situation, because I do understand it. I can see why that's scary. I'm a unique individual. We don't have to worry about kids and family and friends and jobs and all that stuff so it doesn't matter to me
0: yeah we don't have a lot of the tethers that a lot of people have in their lives yeah. that dr- are the
1: anchors it's it's difficult I get it yeah you know however I don't think there's there can be anything worse than and we we've had we've heard this story living your entire life a, a lie essentially you're not who you genuinely want to be I don't know what that's going to unravel in your life I can tell you and you asked me this yesterday We were in a hot tub, actually, just you and I. And you said to me or asked me, what does it feel like at this point to not care about what anyone thinks about your sexuality and be completely comfortable with who I am sexually? I never really thought about it because, as I mentioned, is my partner doesn't care. My partner is completely supportive. Then I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. So I'm completely at, at ease and at peace with it. But then I thought, I wonder what it must be like for a lot of other dudes, like the thousand of them that reach out on a monthly basis to me on any number of apps who are completely closeted and obviously, you know, quote unquote, DL and all that stuff. I get frustrated with it.
0: DL but, is down low for those of you who don't know. Yeah. Who don't know the gay, bisexual. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: For me, it's it's frustrating because I get a lot of it and I have, and it's very clearly stated in my profile. If you need to be, quote-unquote, discreet, if you need to be, quote-unquote, DL, if you're not a completely out and comfortable, please don't reach out to me. I'm not the person for you, and I'm not going to tolerate it.
0: Explain why.
1: Well, because I am not that person, and I am not just going to indiscriminately, just because we're dudes and we're sexual creatures, right, overtly sexual creatures by all, all standards of societal thinking— that doesn't mean I'm going to meet you in a car in a parking lot behind a department store and suck your cock. That's not a thing. Right. I'm going to meet you like I would anybody else. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a drink. We're going to have a cup of coffee. We're going to chat. We're going to get to know each other on a normal vanilla basis. I need to know that I like you as a person.
0: Is it more than that, though? Is it pride to you? Is it. Well, it is.
1: I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to. You're proud
0: of who you are.
1: Yeah, so I don't care. I'm not. So yeah. you
0: don't want to associate with people who aren't proud of who they are.
1: No, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And like I said, everyone's on their own journey. you got to figure that shit out a lot of times for yourself. I am not going to participate in that, however. Right. I am certainly not going to perpetuate it for you. I'm not going to... I had a, a gentleman not too long ago that wanted to meet me 30 minutes outside of where we were staying because he lived f- five miles from where we were. Wanted to meet 30 miles outside of town at this particular bar where you and I have been many times because he didn't know anyone in that town no one knew him there. I don't give a fuck dude I'm not your, I'm not for you you need to meet someone who is willing to do that right you know he could not understand why I wouldn't. so I explained it to him in detail like I don't have to so I'm not going to right and I get you feel like you do I am not the guy for you right right because as you mentioned I am not shy I'm not I'm proud of who I am.
0: Well, it's, it's very much the same with us in lifestylers. You know, we don't meet lifestylers who are this weird, like, oh, I, we don't meet people in our own town. We to and, do it. and, you know, we can't be seen in public with you. You can come to our home, but we're not going to meet you out for a drink. We don't hang out with those people for the exact same reason. We are not in hiding. We like who we are.
1: Yeah, well, we're not, we're not ashamed of who we are. And it's part of the reason that this lifestyle in general, ethical non-monogamy specifically, is still so kind of, it's shunned it's yeah. still it's still a part it's the last bastion of sexuality in my opinion that is completely shunned
0: yes and i think in the world of sexuality bisexuality is really that that well
1: bisexuality
0: for sure well yes but bisexuality i say that because there are so many people who are in monogamous, quote unquote, monogamous relationships with a woman, but are bisexual and want to be able to explore, but they go underground to do so. And as a result of that, it has gained this weird stigma.
1: Well, it's just like we talk about all the time in the lifestyle. Women are expected to be bisexual. It's it's almost the norm, right? I mean, 95%, maybe more of the gals in this lifestyle at least identify to some degree on some level of anything other than heterosexuality.
0: Now, I'm not sure that's true either. But <laughs>
1: well, that's—I mean, we see it all the time. But if you're, you know, how many we've been with so few couples where the where the woman did not identify as bisexual.
0: Yeah, but I, we've also been with women that identify as bisexual, and then through talking to them or experiencing a, a play situation with them, it's sniffed out very quickly that they're not.
1: Well, but because it's the reverse women yeah. will put on their profile that they are bisexual because they they're they think they're supposed to. Right. And the men don't because they don't think they're supposed to. Yep. And that's the part of it that is just fucked up for me. If you are not what you are presenting yourself to be as you're representing yourself, then that's disingenuous. And I would rather be with someone, with a couple, for example, or whoever, that is completely comfortable with who they are, and they're not ashamed in any way about their sexuality. I get it. It's a hang-up, particularly as you're, as you're an older person. You're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. You grew up in a different time, particularly for me. You were considered, if you were gay or you weren't straight, you were weak, right? That's a problem for a lot of people. Not for me. You don't know me then very well you know just because i like a cock occasionally doesn't make me weak you know <laughs> i challenge you at that good luck you know and that's what i said to that couple that we were that i was referring to earlier if you think you have because first of all as I, I said to them if you and i met and i didn't tell you i wasn't heterosexual there isn't a chance on earth that you would assume i wasn't right and if I didn't tell you when we played, and then I told you later, you probably wouldn't believe me. Right. Right. So just because I'm bi doesn't mean I have to be engaged with the man in that space. Also, we play separately, which is another reason we play separately. I don't need the fucking hangups. Yeah. I'm not interested. You know, I just don't want it. I, at this point in my life, and that's, the, I guess, the, tr- the reverse of most guys in my situation. At 51, I'm done with the bullshit. I'm not pretending to be something I'm not. I'm not going to be ashamed of who I am. I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm happy to help the guys out of that space, which is really my focus when it comes to, you know, sex on your terms and our coaching. That's where my focus is for the gentleman. But I am not about to perpetuate it. I'm not going to do it.
0: Yeah. So let's dig into your specific experiences, the ways that you have interacted with people up to this point and the lessons you have gleaned from doing so.
1: Well, for me, um, as you know, my interactions with the men that I have, uh, let's say, dated and have been with physically, I am more attracted to, not because, not from a physical attraction, That that's not where I'm going with this, from an emotional, from a psychological, from a mental, intellectual attraction to gay men. Because if they're my age and they have been out for a period of time uh, for a, por- a good portion of their life... They are 100% comfortable with who they are and do not care what anybody thinks. They are just happy with themselves. Those are the people I resonate with the most.
0: They've gone through the journey. That's what it is. They've
1: seen some shit. They've dealt with it and they're they're through it and they're just... Outwardly
0: gay, not, not no, closeted no. gay. No, 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 no.
1: Outwardly gay men. I have been with a man who was part of a couple. He was uh, married to a man, obviously.
0: I also think there's something to this. I think part of it is if you are a gay man, you have come out to the people in your life, right? They know yeah, that you are... people who matter know. They know that you're gay. There are a lot of bisexual people that are not out as bisexual to their families or to their friends because for all intents and purposes, you look at their relationship and you're like, well, that's a heterosexual person. You know, a man married to a woman, for example. Or a woman married to a man. If you go out into the world, nobody bats an eye. You don't have to deal with any of the adversities that come along with being outwardly gay.
1: Uh, Listen, what just happened the other day, right? I'm I'm reached out to by a guy who was so fucking confused about who he was, I couldn't even explain to him how confused he was, right? So when, for me, if you're if you're outwardly gay, you're you're open, you're comfortable with who you are, that's the people I want to be around because now I can be out with you. We can be out and, and engaging like regular fucking people.
0: I think it's important to not stereotype though. I think that there are a lot of bisexual men that are in that same boat. Like there they are. have come out to their friends and family. Yeah. People in their lives know. I, I think you find it a lot more in the poly world than you do in the, in the swinger world. Absolutely, absolutely. But there are a lot of people out there, for example, that they're married to a woman, but they've expressed interest to their friends and family that if they were to meet the right guy, they would date a guy as well.
1: Well, I'll say this. I know those guys exist. I- I'm sure they do.
0: Well, you're one of them. <laughs>
1: yeah. exactly. Well, that's my point. I'm that guy. I have never been contacted by another person like me in oh. my particular situation. I think it's
0: rare. I think it's very it rare.
1: It absolutely is. For me, as I said, the-, the best connections I've had have been with 100% gay guys and or guys that identify as completely gay. And that's a, it has, I think, everything to do with confidence. They are simply confident and comfortable with who they are. And that puts me in a situation where I can be the same. I don't have to attempt to be something I'm not. I don't need to convince you that you don't need to worry about who you are. I just don't want to do that, particularly if I'm meeting you under the pretense of potentially forming some type of relationship. Right. And also... With the men who identify predominantly as gay that I have interacted with, much like myself, they want a cerebral connection. Right. They don't just want to meet me at their place and have sex and or meet them in a car or some, you know, random fucking place. They want to meet me out. Especially
0: men closer to your age, it seems like they're outwardly gay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. They want to get together in a normal social setting you want to gauge each other's personalities right you want to see if there's chemistry just like you would like anybody else would
0: well i think here's another difference i think when you especially when you're closeted and you haven't come out maybe you haven't come out to anyone including your own partner but you know that you're for example bisexual right there's this need right it's like this this almost desperation that sits with you because you know that you need this, but yes. you're not sure how to go about getting it, especially long term. Right. And so there's this hunger and this like thirstiness yep. that happens with bisexual, especially closeted men or gay closeted men versus people that are out and can, can go out and experience what they want to experience without this constant fear or constantly thinking, when is the next time I'm going to be able to have a cock? You know what I mean?
1: Well, that's just it. And that's what happens. You know, listen, the apps, f- fuck me, the worst place on, on the planet. <laughs> I mean, it it is literally like the it's Death Valley. It, it's so bad. It, it makes me feel bad because 99.9% of the guys that reach out to me are those guys. They're in a relationship. They're around my age. They're being discreet for obvious reasons. And it's never like... Um, hey, are you interested in meeting for a cup of coffee and seeing if we're, there's a connection? Or are you interested in meeting for a drink to see if there's a connection? The the question is always the same. Are you looking for today? Where are you? Can you meet now? 6.30 in the morning. I'm, I'm looking now. It's 6.30, dude. I'm drinking my first cup of coffee. Right. I, I mean, really, like, are you fucking serious? I, I just, I'm not going to do that. And I realize there's a place for that. And I, I get it. I actually don't get it. I understand it, but I don't get it. And I just won't take part in it. So for me, and we get this question a lot, right? You know, Brian doesn't talk a lot about the experiences that he has. Well, I don't think a lot of people are going to resonate with it. And it's really not, you know, it's not an easy conversation to have because then I'm going to get inundated with more questions about a particular situation And I don't mind answering them, but I don't like them just falling on deaf ears.
0: Yeah. You want to know the other thing I really don't like about some people that reach out and ask about your experiences, though?
1: I know what you're going to say.
0: I feel like they're fetishizing it. They
1: are. They absolutely are. And I get it all the time.
0: It's not, oh, we're really interested in Brian's journey and about, you know, kind of the path he's on and the things that he's doing to, you know, find himself and find his sexuality and find his joy. Yeah. It's... I want to hear about Brian fucking a dude because I think that's so hot, two guys together.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. This is a spoiler for everybody. If everybody wants to hear that, here's what has to happen. Bisexual, anything other than heterosexual sexuality in the space of men has to become more mainstream.
0: And it's, not fetishized.
1: It's that, yeah, it's that simple. My talking about the experience I just had a couple of weeks ago with this fucking smoking hot young dude, uh, when I say young, 30 one, I was going to say, don't age. say
0: too young. There's like 18 year olds that reach yeah, no, out to you.
1: Man, I, I try to co- counsel those kids. Uh, but he was about 32 years old. I think He was your age, 31, 32. Was amazing. I am not going to talk about that experience because there is a large number of folks out there who just want to hear it for the freak factor. Yep. That I'm not your fucking freak. That's not who I am. Yep. So when it becomes more mainstream and we can have a real open, cogent conversation about what men's sexuality really looks like, I'm happy to do that. Now, if you want to reach out to me privately and there's some, for some reason, my experience will help you and I'm convinced of that, then I'll have that conversation with you. But there is no reason for me to give you the dirty details of how this experience went down because I'm not going to be your fucking sideshow. Right. I'm not, I'm just not going to do it. That's, that's really the long and short of it. With our friends who are also bisexual men and they're coupled and, you know, they're, they're our friends. We talk about that stuff. Yeah. But. I am not going to have a, and we talk about it for various reasons, like what a fucking train wreck or how awesome this was, you know, that kind of thing. But I will have a conversation with you when it's real. That, that's that's when it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, when you're earnestly interested in you and you, you and Brian and you, the experience you're going through, not just like the salacious details.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to do that because most of the people who reach out, and there's a lot of them, like you said, just want to hear it to get off them. Okay. How many
0: women have reached out and said it? A bajillion. Two men. A bajillion women have reached out and said, yeah. I want to hear about Brian banging another dude. And I always ask, why is that? Yeah. Well, because it's so fucking hot to think of two guys together. And the idea of Brian, you know, yeah. ramming a dude is so hot to me.
1: Well, then the next question for me is okay, are you a partnered person? Is your partner, does he identify as male? Is your partner bisexual? Is your partner, what is your partner? And a lot of times, are you
0: outwardly expressing this interest right. to the people in your life? Are you willing to go to your friend group? especially in the lifestyle and say, yeah, you know what? I would really love to have an MMF th- threesome and have my partner and or two guys or whatever right. and experience that. Are you being are you being outward and open with the people in your life who are heterosexual about your interests and in bisexual men?
1: Yeah, the answer is never yes. I've never heard a yes.
0: Yeah. That's so, the problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or they stop responding because they can't answer the question honestly. Right. You know, and that's just it. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna have those conversations because Again, I'm not going to be your sideshow. It's just not okay with me, you know? And for me, the interaction I have with men is... And you and I have talked about this. Let's let's have a conversation about where we're going with our relationship as it pertains to the world of ethical non-monogamy. We started out as a hot wife couple. For those of you who don't know what that means, that means Brenda plays with men who are single, particularly single men, alone... I am not present we have a reconnection afterwards which is the really the antithesis of and, and the, the the greatest height of sexuality between us that's where we started that's where we really live in this space it's the, it's the most erotic place for us and we've had not terrible Experiences with couples. We have amazing friends who are couples in this space. But the truth is, that doesn't really work for us because the majority of couples play together, not separately, and we don't enjoy that as much. So we kind of go off in different directions when it comes to how we play in the world of ethical non monogamy. You are the hot wife. I am the stag for the purposes of nomenclature. And for me, while I have been engaging with couples just myself, other than some really specific circumstances, I am leaning toward interactions with men, particularly, because I'm comfortable there, provided it's the right kind of men. And that's where I'm going, right? That's where the, the world of ethical nonmonogamy is taking me. We also know that at some point, our relationship, and we've talked about this openly, culminates in a polyamorous dynamic of some kind. Right. And for me, I believe that my polyamorous di- relationship or that external relationship outside of our primary relationship is going to be with a man i have very little doubt about that
0: what makes you think that
1: because when i think about what our relationship looks like in the world of polyamory that's the the dynamic that makes the most sense to me but why because i have everything i need in my in my female facing partner at this point i also have a very unique relationship with my partner obviously because I am Well, I am not going to accept anything other than what I get in my relationship with you with someone else. And I don't see that being possible if that partner isn't a man. I just don't.
0: Interesting.
1: I don't see it being possible. Okay. I could be completely fucking wrong. I'm wrong <laughs> a lot. But I see that working for me. Also, let's talk about why we believe that polyamory is going to work for a second for us and why it does work. I refuse to believe, much like you do, that you can be everything to one person all the time. That's not realistic.
0: Right. It's also a lot of
1: pressure to put on one person. It's entirely too much pressure. You cannot expect a person to be that everything, every moment of the day. It's not possible. It's right. just not. I think that there are portions of me personally that will benefit from having a male counterpart. And pieces of, of me personally that are potentially missing because I don't have that male energy in my world.
0: Explain that. What are the missing pieces? Well,
1: I mean, you and I are very different, right? We've grown up through, obviously, different generations. My outlook on certain things is different from yours. Movies, for example, just something silly, right? Music, we're pretty well aligned, for the most part. You're a 90s g- kid, so I don't fuck Yeah, and you like country. Blurgh. Okay, I'm not going to get into this with you. Movies, forget it. Anyway... I would like to be able to connect with someone who, who gets that, right? I'm also a guy who could live in the gym 10 hours a day. I can do all kinds of athletic stuff. I want to go out and run and I want to do obstacle races like I used to do and marathons and all that stuff, train for things. That's not your jam, you know? I would, I think it would be amazing to have a partner who would help me along that way who was also interested in those things. Again, can't be everything to everyone all the time, right? you know? And I think that that would really... I don't want to say it will certainly it would strengthen mine and your relationship, certainly, because that pressure has been removed. Right. Right. We don't have, then it's just you and I doing the stuff that we like to do. Exactly. We're going to go to a concert. We don't have to, we don't have to fuck around with, you don't have to go run a marathon with me. We don't, have, we don't even have to talk about it. Right. We're going to go have brunch. You know, we're going to, we're going to go travel somewhere. We don't need to talk about the, the, the shit that you don't like to do or that we don't like to do together. Right. You can go to karaoke with your partner cuz I hate that shit and I can't sing. Right? So At all. <laughs> I, I don't even listen, I don't even sing in the shower. I only sing with you in the car cuz I know it drives you crazy. <laughs> so, you know, that's the kind of stuff I think that really enhances our primary relationship and then will enhance us as individuals. Right. You know, that's the difference. That's that's the reason. And how would I ever find that person for me? If I didn't look in the space that made the most sense.
0: Yeah, but is it not also a sexual thing? Well, 100% it is. I mean, it has to be based on sexuality because you... Well, that's I mean a given. Let's be honest. You can have sex with me literally anytime you want. I'm ready for sex five times a day. If now you
1: probably you're ready for sex. But yeah, that. It, well, of course it has. You, you have to have that physical component. That's just a given. No,
0: but my point is... I, you know, not to, to put it in as lame terms as I possibly can, because I can't think of any way else to say it. You have as much pussy as you want. Oh, yeah. To have the other side of it and to have a male energy and a cock and the experiences yeah. you can only have when it's a man with another man. You have to be, obviously, with a man. So, I yes. mean, is that part of it as well? By getting into a relationship with another woman, it's just like more pussy.
1: Well, listen, I'll I'll draw a picture for folks. You know, you folks want to fetishize something. Let me let me draw a mental picture for you in case this is not an experience you've ever had, but it's an experience that you've thought about, right? You and I are, we've been intimate for a long time since, since the day we met, essentially. I made you tea and it was on.
0: Essentially? I mean, exactly. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> you know, we have had a lot of various types of intimacy. So, for you guys out there that are listening, and maybe you're in a situation where you know you're not heterosexual, you want to explore it, you can't, you're not, or you don't think you can, you're not sure how, I'm going to draw a picture for you. And then this will give you some idea of the difference between the male female slash male male energy, right? You and I have massaged each other a million times. Yep. Right? Feet, back, ass, head, whatever. We've massaged each other. I have laid on the bed, you have straddled me, you've used lotion on my back, and, you know, there's very little better than a massage. I think we could all agree that a great massage is either the, the an amazing beginning to hot sex or the end of it. Yes. It doesn't hurt. I was with the hottest guy in our town back home. He was a gay man, married to a gay man, in an openly, ethically non-monogamous relationship. And we had a great time together. He was also a masseuse. He was a licensed massage therapist. So I happened to be able to get a massage before we had sex. While it's great whether you know it's you massaging me or him massaging me, and it's erotic and sensual and it's a connection either way, you being on top of me while I'm on my stomach, on my back, rubbing, rubbing me, is different because you don't have a cock. <laughs> so him doing it while he's rubbing my neck and rubbing my head and rubbing my back, I can feel his cock on my ass, on my leg, on my back. Much like your motor runs when your partner is doing that for you and you can feel, you know, feel the pussy on your back and you know maybe there's a little bit of pubic hair just enough to get a little tickle. You know, you get those sensual feelings. If you haven't experienced it as a man who believes he's not heterosexual from a man, you're missing out. Yeah. Because that it's really just
0: different. It's a different sensation.
1: Yeah. You you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Right. That was a long way to get to what I'm what my point is, is it's a different level of, of intensity. There there are different Not a different level
0: of intensity, a different type of intensity. Well,
1: it's a difference. You're you're feeling things differently than you've ever experienced before, ever even thought you would experience before. And that's probably not something you would ever consider. And I certainly didn't consider it until it happened. Yeah. You know, so you're missing out. If you're not exploring your sexuality to its fullest, you're letting yourself down. And you really should open up and explore that. So for me, that's something that I look forward to. Because I've had that experience, right? You're my partner. You're my best friend. You're my soulmate. You can't really provide that for me. Yeah, that's going to be complicated.
0: Yeah, you know, hundred percent. I agree. So,
1: yeah, and, and so I, I just I don't understand why there's so much of a so much pushback when it comes to those things. Like, why is it a problem that I want? Is am I greedy? Is that what it is? I want to feel cock on my back and vagina. So I'm greedy.
0: Well, I think people who aren't in the lifestyle would call all lifestylers greedy. Uh, And they do. I already have a cock at home. Why do I need six more? Well, I'll tell you why. (laughs) Because I'm greedy. Yeah, well, I'll tell you
1: why. Because I cannot be everything to you at all times. I am fully aware of that. I am fully comfortable with that. It's not a problem for me. I know I can't. You have a date tonight with somebody. I set the fucking date up. Yeah. So I know instinctively you like the flavors. You you need the Baskin Robbins effect. You need the 33 flavors, you <laughs> thirty three flavors. Isn't it thirty one? I thought it was thirty three. I don't know. You <laughs> just need a lot of flavors. Bottom line is, I can't be all thirty one or thirty three. Right. You know. So what's the problem with you having that experience or a experience with someone that maybe I can't provide or don't want to provide?
0: Yeah, and you, we're both confident enough in our relationship to know that it's not an issue.
1: It's yeah, absolutely not. And by the way, my understanding is this particular guy that you're meeting tonight does a great massage don't know what he does for a living but that was what i was told oh so, lovely so you can maybe look forward to that total side note and coincidence but my point is we can't expect to be our partners everything hundred percent of the time 24 7. it's not realistic it's like work right you you manage people you can't expect your employees to be a hundred percent all the time you know i'll take 85 percent all the time i can't expect them to be a hundred you know, it's not
0: realistic. Yeah, I don't think that's a great example, but well, it's more so like if you're an um, if you're a manager and you can you can get two employees to do two completely different jobs that are both going to bring something to the company and bring value. Why would you not?
1: Well, that's just it. Neither one of you are going to be hundred percent, but together you are. I get a hundred percent.
0: Well, From, you are 100% yeah. to me, but I want 200%. That's the difference. See, right. I don't like the 85% thing. You are 100% of what I need. Would I like 100% more of awesomeness in a stable, awesome relationship? Of course. Why would you not well, want more? Well, for you and if I, that's Relationships just are not a percentage, and they're not a piece of a pie either.
1: No, but that's just it for you and I. When I say you can't be 100%, you and I are looking for that 100% over and over and over. Right. We're looking for what you and I have in repetition.
0: I want... Five hundred percent. Yeah, which is
1: why, as I said, for me to get involved in an external relationship that doesn't mirror the the staples of ours, it doesn't make any sense. Why would I? I'm not going to. I'm not going to punch down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to fight out of my weight class. That doesn't make any sense. Yep. I want what I have. I just want more of it, more of it, and to some degree, a little bit different of it. Again, you cannot provide me the same. Sense, sensual, you can't provide me the same sensuality, the same sexuality, the same energy as a man. It's not possible. Yeah. Right? So that's what it boils down to. And I have absolutely no qualm with laying it out that way. It's just simply what it is. You know? So for me... My journey in other than, let's call it anything other than heterosexual, because the labels drive me nuts. We talked about this. I don't even know how many times I've had to change my labels to please somebody else. I am simply not heterosexual. I'm just not. I have been with transgendered folks. I have been with men, with those who identify as men, those who identify as women, obviously. You name it, I've been with it, and I enjoy all of it. So that's who I am, and I have no problem telling you.
0: No, it's great. I'm happy for you. At this point in your journey, I'm very I'm proud of how far you've come and I'm proud of our relationship for being as strong as it is with you still exploring all of these things. I think that that speaks volumes about our connection.
1: So the question I got from a friend of ours who is in a similar situation in a relationship, he is other than heterosexual as is his partner, uh, who identifies obviously as female. They're a male female couple. What do you personally feel like with you asked me about how I felt about having my sexuality and how open and comfortable I am. What does that do for you personally?
0: Your sexuality? Yeah. It I mean for me personally it doesn't do much and I think that that's okay. I'm supportive of you. I think it's wonderful. I think that there have, there have been times when I have fetishized this entire thing, right? Like I've multiple times told you, I want to have a threesome with you and another man right. where the other man is also bisexual. And you're like, that's not really my thing right now. Like maybe at some point, And that's been a disappointment for me. I'm not going to lie because I fantasize about it, but your sexuality is not meant to fulfill my fantasies. That's not what this is. Right. So, I mean, I'm very proud of you. And I think that it, has strengthened our relationship because you are as open as you are and as honest as you are and willing to put yourself out there. I have an immense amount of respect for you and the journey you've gone on. I don't feel any particular way about you being with men. You know, I, for example, you going out with a man versus you going out with a woman. If the purpose is to have sex, I don't have a difference in uh, reaction to those two things.
1: Well, the I think more than anything to the point of, the fact that I am so comfortable and open and I give a shit what anybody thinks about me kind of attitude does that affect you in any way in other words when we we're with we were talking to a couple at the bar last night and if that conversation had come up how would you feel like is there is there that gut check moment where I say if someone asks you know are what are your sexualities how do you two identify and I say I'm not heterosexual in that moment what is that like for you
0: Uh, I think when the first couple of times it happened, it was definitely like, oh, shit, not because I'm ashamed in any way, more so because I don't know how the other person is going to react. And there's always that split second of like concern like
1: how they're going to react and then how I'm going to react exactly
0: like if they're shitty towards you I know you're going to be shitty back because they deserve it and you totally should be but I don't want to be in that situation because I'm very non-confrontational so I think more so that's where it came from at this point I don't give a fuck like I am prepared for whatever is going to come I have we have found very few times where somebody has said anything negative in retort to you coming out as something other than heterosexual to them because people don't have the balls they'll do it it online and they'll do it, you know, via our profile and things like that, but they're not doing it to your face. No,
1: very few people do. And, and it did happen once, not to me directly, but someone was being really derogatory about an experience that he and his partner had the night before and that the male portion of the couple they were with identified as bisexual after they were together in a kind of an intimate moment. And he was really derogatory about it. And he was derogatory in a space where there were other people around, 20, 25 people That he didn't know it was in at a bar And he was just so Overtly disgusting about it I had to say something I I couldn't help it You were of course a few feet away And you weren't immediately affected I probably wouldn't have said it had you been standing there Although you may have said something I'm not sure Just as a knee jerk because it was so uh, Just so disgusting You know in those moments I have to I have to say something I can't help myself But otherwise I don't care what people say about me Mm -hmm. You know I just don't care I want to be comfortable with who I am, which I am, and I want people to be around me to be comfortable. And if you're not, then I can't be around you. You know, I I don't want to share space with you.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I mean, I think that you're at a point in your journey where you are comfortable and bringing negative energy into your world that is unnecessary is just that unnecessary. So why would you do it? Yeah. So I'm I'm happy with where you're at. Like I said, I'm very proud of, of where you are now and the journey that you've been on. And I'm excited to see it continue for you.
1: I am too. It's going to be, you know, it is a journey. It's a, it's, I don't know, you know, listen, who knows where it ends, where it culminates or how in terms of our sexuality and our dynamic and ethical non-monogamy i just know that whatever it is is going to make sense because i'm not we aren't going to do something that doesn't make sense regardless of what the societal norms are you know surrounding that decision i just i don't think there's any room for that anymore and again people want to hear more about my sexuality as it pertains to men and where i'm at It needs to become more mainstream. It needs to become just as mainstream as any other form of sexuality.
0: Well, let me take it a step further. For those of you who have been reaching out and saying, we want to hear about Brian talking about his bisexuality or his pansexuality and his expression of that. If you are earnestly asking because you yourself are curious and, you know, maybe you're bi-curious, maybe you haven't come out to your partner yet, maybe you are looking to explore that world, but it makes you unnerved because of the stigma that's attached to it reach out to us. That's the whole reason that we do this show, Sex on Your Terms. We have a coaching platform specifically to help people figure out where to be in the world of non-monogamy, whether that is heterosexual or otherwise. So reach out to us and let's have a real conversation. We have free consultative calls for a reason. You can pick our brains for a few minutes if it makes sense for you to have a more in-depth conversation with Brian regarding your sexuality or coming out to your partner or coming out to your lifestyle friends or any of the things that you're concerned about. We want to have those conversations. And we really hope that you'll consider checking us out at sexonyourterms.com as a result of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and the point of this is not to, the point of this episode is not to do anything other than to assure people and let them know, guys, particularly, you know, there there's a way forward. I mean, you, this can work for you. It, it did for me. And I'm not saying that everybody's situation is like mine. I will tell you that there is really nothing quite like being able to. Say to yourself, particularly, that you are now comfortable with who you are, uh, that you're not going to hide who you are anymore for someone else's benefit, because that's all it is. You know, you're, you're doing that for the benefit of other people. You don't want them to feel weird around you. Yeah, your you're
0: mood managing other people. Yeah, you're concerned
1: is. about how they're going to perceive you. Again, what your sexual orientation is does not define necessarily who you are as a person. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change the relationship you have with most people. And so... If they think that it does, then shame on them. And they probably don't need to be in your life. And I've simply, we've eliminated those people. I have no qualms with that. And so there is a way forward. And I don't know that there's anything more paralyzing than not being true to yourself when it, particularly as it pertains to sexuality. That's a tough, that's tough. I don't, I don't think that that's a good place to be.
0: So again, find us at sexonyourterms.com for a consultative call today. You can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at sexonyourterms. And I think that's what we have for you this time. So until next time, we hope you enjoy sex on your terms.